Hello, everyone. Uh, before you listen to the newest version of Locked on Tigers, I do want to let you know that these episodes are uh, pre-recorded, obviously, and I often record them several days before they are uploaded, especially recently with me doing this countdown of the top 25 games of the last decade. But I do want to let people know, I'm sure by now most of you do know, but uh, news dropped on Monday of this week that Tigers legend, baseball legend, Major League Hall of Famer Al Kaline passed away at age 85. Cause of death has been yet to be determined as of this recording. By the time you're listening to this, that could be subject to change. I obviously never had a chance to watch LK Line play with the exception of highlights, but this is a very sad day for baseball and a sad day for the Detroit Tigers. A one-of-a-kind athlete played all 22 years of his major league career for the Detroit Tigers. 18 all-star appearances, 10-time Gold Glove winner, a World Series champion in 1968 as well. Uh, Mr. Tiger, he's got a statue at Comerica Park. He will be immortalized here forever. Uh, a person who leaves the kind of legacy that Al Kaline left, they're never really gone. And Al Kaline will never truly be gone in the hearts and minds of Detroit Tigers faithful and throughout all of baseball. Uh, one in a million, Al Kaline. I said in, in the video I made on Twitter, uh, this was a guy who lived the American dream. I mean, played his entire career in Detroit, started out at 18 years old, and spent his entire life giving to this organization. That's what makes him so amazing. Is I mean, playing 22 years of your career, your entire career for one team is remarkable in and of itself. But this was a guy who loved the Detroit Tigers. He loved the city of Detroit. He loved playing here. He loved being a part of this organization and making the fans of this organization as happy as they could be. He was a man who gave himself to that entire organization. He was an announcer for a long time for the Detroit Tigers. Eventually became a a special advisor to the front office. It's so rare that you see any human being uh, that selfless. You see any athlete who is void of ego, who believes in making other people feel joyful, making an entire fan base fall in love with the team that he fell in love with, that he gave himself to for 22 years of his career. A truly remarkable human being and a truly remarkable player, Al Kaline, will be so missed here. And it's so sad over the last decade or so, the amount of people that this organization has has lost. Ernie Harwell, Mike Illich, Dave Bergman, and now Mr. Tiger himself, Al Kaline. And if and when the dust settles here and we get back to baseball, you can be darn sure that they will be wearing number six patches on their uniforms for as long as they need to, because this was a, a man who deserved it. Al Kaline is gone, and it's very sad. As, as incredible of a life he, as he lived, um, there are some voices that should never be silenced, and it is sad that today we've lost one of the all-time, all-time greats. Al Kaline, rest in peace. Uh, I felt it necessary to record this 
before getting to uh, today's official episode. It would have been absolutely out of place to not address this. Uh, And please, in the comments today on this podcast, what are some of your favorite Al Kaline memories? What are some moments that stood out? Did you ever get a chance to meet him? Did you ever get a chance to watch him play in person? Please let me know, and it would be much appreciated. Okay, now we will get to uh, what is officially episode 30 of Locked on Tigers, featuring the number 14 best game of the last decade. Please enjoy. Rest in peace, Mr. Tiger. What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 30 of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. You know, I've been trying to figure out what it is about these last couple podcasts that just hasn't completely worked to me, because I love doing this podcast. I love talking about these games. I've been doing this countdown of the top 25 best games of the last decade, and I just feel like something's been missing, and I hope today I kind of have it figured out, because I feel like I just haven't brought the energy or the passion that I'm typically able to bring in my videos on Twitter. I got to start bringing those here, and, and hopefully we can fix that today, so please bear with me. Today, we are talking about the number 14 best game of the last decade, and it comes to us from October 26th, 2018, Game 3 of the World Series between the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Remember how on Monday I talked about what was the longest postseason game of all time? Well, this blew it out of the water. Uh, In terms of innings, it was tied, but in terms of amount, in terms of length and time, this thing is officially the longest postseason baseball game of all time and obviously the longest World Series game of all time. Coming into this, you know, the the Red Sox had a 2-0 lead in this series. They were rolling and they had just this unbelievable season in 2018. Everything went right for them. They won 108 games in the regular season, just as dominant a regular season as we've seen probably since the 98 Yankees. I mean, they were just incredible. The Dodgers uh, stumbled a little bit out of the gate, but recovered one game, 163 to win their division and ended up beating the Brewers in a very well-played seven-game series. But they came into this with their backs against the wall. They lost the first two games in Boston. They had no chance of winning this thing if they weren't going to win game three. And I forgot, in all honesty, how good of a pitching matchup this actually was. I brought up the other day when discussing game two of the 2013 ALCS that Rick Porcello has never pitched well in October sans one start against the Yankees. He actually pitched pretty well in this game, and I forgot about that. He was on the mound for the Red Sox, went four and two-thirds, so I mean, not that great, but three hits, one run, one walk, and five strikeouts, uh, only 61 pitches. Cora probably should have stuck with him because he was pitching some pretty good baseball, but he was outdone on this night uh, by the performance by the youngster, by the rookie, Walker Bueller who was sensational. I would say as good as he was his rookie season, you could say that this evening was the night that a star was officially born. Walker Bueller, seven innings, two hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, and seven strikeouts on this evening on 108 pitches. He was otherworldly, and it was a much-needed performance. The scoring in this game was opened up in the third inning. Jock Peterson hit a home run on a first pit, on the first pitch he saw from Rick Porcello, making it one nothing. and it seemed like it was going to stay that way. I mean, Walker Bueller was just incredible on this night. Some of the best stuff you're going to see. I mean, fastball, I think, hit 100 miles per hour in the first inning. Cutter, I think, topped out at about 95-96. I mean, just electric stuff by the kid, and it was one nothing. All the way till on top till the top of the eighth, uh, Dave Roberts elected to go with Kenley Jansen to try to get the six out save. Kenley Jansen, excellent career, 
and has been pretty good in October, but they have worked him like crazy. We talked about it a little bit in the the performance that he put together in Game 5 of the 2016 NLDS when he went two and two-thirds innings. I mean, they have had to ask him to do a whole lot, and more often than not, he's come through for them, but I think in this series and in this postseason again they got to the world series and i think he was gassed he comes out of the pen to try to get a six out save does get two quick outs and then gives up a solo shot to jackie bradley jr tying this thing at one a uh, really disappointing uh, if you're walker bueller who was phenomenal on this evening got a standing ovation uh coming off the mound in the seventh inning from all of dodgers faithful mainly the great sandy koufax who I'm sure knows greatness when he sees it, and he saw it on this night, but uh, it was kind of all for naught. Jackie Bradley Jr. tied the game at one apiece in the top of the eighth inning. All of a sudden, we were right back where we started. We go to the bottom of the ninth, and I forgot about this, but Cora, Alex Cora, the, the manager since fu- since fired manager of the Boston Red Sox, made some really interesting pitching changes. David Price, who pitched very well in game two, comes out of the bullpen to pitch in game three, in the bottom of the ninth, pretty surprising decision. He gets two outs, does give up a single and a walk. Cody Bellinger was caught stealing, so Price was taken out of the game after getting two outs with a runner on first. A interesting, strange decision by Alex Cora. Craig Kimbrell had really struggled in October, and I don't think he trusted him in a tie game to, to lock this thing down, except he brought him in uh, to try to get one more out in the bottom of the ninth, and he did, in fairness, get that out, and he would actually go on to pitch a scoreless 10th scoreless inning as well. So this thing stayed 1-1 to all the way until the 12th inning, and that's when Alex Cora decided to go with another starter, Nathan Avaldi. Nathan Avaldi's always had electric stuff. I mean, a very live arm fastball that peaks at 102. And in a postseason that featured Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole and David Price, as I mentioned, and Chris Sale, Nathan Avaldi was the best pitcher in the 2018 postseason. And he was electric on this evening coming out of the pen, but wasn't good enough to get the Red Sox a victory. We're going to talk more about it when we get back. To an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game. Sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. 
And we're back. So Nathan Avaldi would throw a scoreless frame in the bottom of the 12th, and then the Red Sox would strike in the 13th inning. Brock Holt would lead off with a walk, then steal second. Eduardo Nunez would single back to the pitcher. Holt probably would have just advanced to third, but he ends up scoring on an error by the pitcher Scott Alexander. Doesn't get an RBI on the play, but the Red Sox jump in front. 2-1. to one. We go to the bottom of the 13th. Max Muncy puts together a really good at-bat, draws a walk against Nathan Avaldi. Manny Machado flies out. Cody Bellinger pops out into foul territory, and the Red Sox are one out away from taking a 3-0 stranglehold on this best-of-seven World Series. Nathan Avaldi on the bump. Felt pretty good. Yasiel Puig was the last hope for the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's up the middle. It's backhanded. Throw to first is wide. This game is tied. Kinsler threw it wide. It's 2-2. Joe Buck on the call there for Fox. A stunning turn of events. I mean, Ian Kinsler was as sure-handed a second baseman as you're going to find in baseball. Won a gold glove this season in 2018. And, And looking back at the box score, they gave Puig a single on this play. They called it a single and then a run scored on the error by Kinsler. Kinsler fielded fielded it with the backhand. Um, A tough play, but we've seen this. I saw him make this play a million times when he was in Detroit. Stumbled after he fielded it and tried to regain his balance, but never really could. If he even comes close to being able to regain his balance, he throws Puig out by half a step. So to me, this should have been an E4 all the way, not a single and an error. But uh, nonetheless, it tied the ballgame. Rough night for Ian Kinsler. He makes an error that uh, on what probably should have won them the ballgame. And a few innings earlier was thrown out at the plate by Cody Bellinger. So uh, a really good player, Ian Kinsler, one of my favorite uh, Detroit Tigers of all time, but had a very rough evening on this night, and we go deeper into extra innings. Pitching here was remarkable. You get good performances by Kenta Maeda, Julio Urias, Alex Wood. Meanwhile, the Red Sox just stuck with Nathan Rivaldi, and he was incredible on this evening. I mean, some of the best stuff you've ever seen, and Nathan Rivaldi's such a weird pitcher because he's always had incredible stuff. I always. He's always had a great arm. He's just never been able to stay consistent or really figure it out in this postseason and on this night especially. Boy, oh boy, he figured it out. Nathan Navaldi was stunning on this evening, and it was truly one of the gutsiest and best postseason pitching performances of any era and would have been the MVP of this series if not for how this game ended, sadly. You, you didn't know how long of a leash he was going to be on. You weren't sure if this was going to be two innings, three innings. I mean, probably three tops. He ends up going six. We go to the bottom of the 18th inning. Max Muncy at the plate. Max Muncy drew a walk to Evaldi in the 13th inning. Also struck out against him on a cutter that was away. Muncy, a left-handed batter, struck out earlier against Evaldi, and he gets to another 3-2 count. Avaldi throws that same pitch, a cutter on the outer part of the plate. Not a bad pitch, but this is what happened. Muncy flies one in the air to left center. Back at the wall and it's gone! It's over! Muncy, a walk-off home run to win game three in the 18th. A seven-hour and 20-minute ball game. You heard me right. Seven hours and 20 minutes of baseball were played at Dodger Stadium that night, and it ends with a walk-off Apo Taco by Max Muncy 
I was heartbroken for Nathan Navaldi, who pitched his heart out on this evening, and it's it, despite the losing effort, people still look at it as one of the best uh, relief performances, really one of the best pitching performances in the postseason, especially in the modern era. I mean, just an awesome effort, but they ended with a Dodger victory, and you wondered, in a season where everything had gone right for the Red Sox, if this was finally going to be the moment where the wind was taken out of their sails a little bit. It wasn't, and it's the reason why this game isn't higher up on the list. The Dodgers would have a 4-0 lead the next night. They would blow that lead, lose 9-6, and then they would lose uh, the next game. David Price pitched remarkable in Game 5, and the Red Sox won their fourth World Series since 2004. So the reason it's not higher is like the Dodgers, I mean, historically, you know, obviously a, a marathon game, longest game in postseason history, it was all for naught. I mean, they ended up losing the next two games. It really meant nothing. In a way, they would have been better off losing. Would have saved them some of the heartbreak. So a remarkable game, a remarkable effort by some some great pitching. I mean, Walker Bueller was tremendous on this evening. Obviously, we talked about Nathan Evaldi, a heartbreaking loss for him. But like I said, kind of all for naught. And it's kind of a microcosm of what the Dodgers have been the last decade or so as a baseball team, you know, a really good team, a very talented team, but they have these wonderful moments, but very often it kind of ends with a bittersweet taste. And that's what this game was an incredible game, a lengthy game, as lengthy as you're going to get. And despite the fact that they won, there is kind of this sheen of, of sadness over the whole thing. If you are a Dodger fan, knowing that they ended up losing the next two games and the Red Sox ended up completing one of the greatest uh, seasons of all time by any baseball team. So that's going to do it for the 14th best game of the decade. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. If you have any questions for this show, because I will be doing mailbags eventually, Locked on Tigers at Gmail. Dot com. I will answer those when we get back to doing mailbags. I don't know when that is going to be, but it will happen at some point. And if you feel nice and you're enjoying this podcast while you're in quarantine, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this show. It would be much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.